It's another big week in sport. Thanks for joining us on the Semi Pros. Huge show tonight. The NRL coaching merry-go-round. They're jumping on and off, and there's probably a few more to fall yet. So we keep asking the question, will the Walkers get a go? We're going to talk about that. Ben Walker joins us a few weeks back. They were all but linked to the New Zealand Warriors job. That one didn't come through, so we'll talk a little bit about that and just their future when it comes to, to coaching and what their future plans are. So Ben Walker is our ITP to Wumba Haynes Wilson special guest on the show tonight. For the Southern Hotel, we'll have a look at the shot clock. We'll put the focus on the DDBBL. The big draft night comes up on Friday night. Probably another show can't go by. We'll probably talk a bit about the Broncos and what another week from hell it's been for the Brisbane Broncos. And then for Hogan's Family Jewelers, we'll look at our rocks and diamonds of the week. And hopefully, hopefully, we can help you find a winner or two on the punt. That's all coming up next on the Semi Pros. Just, just about to do, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the Semi Pros. The Semi Pros. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. The Thanks for joining us on the Semi Prize. Great to have your company for another week. Big week in uh, sport. Plenty happening. Plenty to talk about. Full crews with us. Troy Gursky, how are you going? Good, mate. Good. Just um, you're animated. Looking for, yeah, uh, you know, a bit like my footy team at the moment, mate, aren't I? Well, they're on. I won't say too much, but yeah, obviously we're just. I've never seen a season like it. Bad to worse to yeah to whatever goes after that. So. Mm. Go and get a haircut and you get the sack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something you won't need to worry about, Troy, eh? Yeah, I had a haircut to Joel the other day. Yeah. Me and Steve went to the same barber, two for one. Landy did half smart, of Steve's. Smart men. I'm growing my sides out. There <laughs> <laughs> you go, Steve. <laughs> happening? Yeah, good, good. I'll tell you what, I rocked the, um, the NRL COVID situation probably a week early. It, it uh, give it a spray last week for the few little indiscretions that they had. And I'll, I'll tell you what, they've raised the bar this week. It's gone to new heights. So, um, yeah, what a what a show they've got going on there, particularly the Broncos. But I don't know. You, just when you think you can't speak any more of the Broncos, you'd be getting sick of it. But, oh, it, it just takes a whole new level. So Unbelievable, I, I, isn't it? I don't know if there's been a, a team in such a heavy downward spiral that just keeps going and escalating. I can't remember, like, yeah, have your controversies and your sagas, but where, where does where do we get to the bottom of this? And the rumours mm. circulate this week. Jeez. Isn't that insane? And it's scary. funny. Isn't it? Look, I can't even fathom that it could be half of half you know it. I'm sure we've all know what we're talking about. We've seen mm. the amount of different... Uh, rumours or whatever else that sort of exists there and they sit there and they're like, you know, if we say, no, seriously, the last one, this 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 one is bang on like fair income. This one is definitely right. Like there's about 50 different stories. So <laughs> The problem hey, is you. you can't even think, no, that's not true, that can't be right sort of thing. You think, well, might be. So. <laughs> well, you have to at the moment. But yeah. anyway, Joel, how are you going? Yeah, Many I'm on the same ten? I'm same rain of form there with uh, Steve. You know, just when you think it's getting bad to worse for the Bronx, and just what's next? You know, 
the, the boys sabotaging the season because they're having a shocker. They're just trying to ruin it for everyone else too with the going of a pub feed. Honestly. All clear on that. You know, then you saw there yeah, was a thing there. By, by the police. Oh, this pub, this pub feed thing. Come on now. Like, I bet you every club – I bet you every club's done some little thing of breaking COVID rules. Everyone has in some way, and Broncos just getting beaten up even more. Jeez. Easy Not targets, first. mate. Oh, Not exactly. The they are. They are, Joel. They're easy targets, aren't they? Yep. Not the, the first time they've been in dramas with the Brickies laptops either. So they said they're no. down there again. So. Oh, was that, was that what they were doing? Oh, someone in the pokey lead. room, someone re- whatever, you know, mate. It's all happening. So. Well, Joe probably would have been down there ripping 50 off them too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we'll probably bring up all this a bit later, but I just want to ask, Pengoy Jr. has got the sack apparently, or he's going to be sacked. There's got to be more to that, surely. He can't get sacked for that offence, exactly. for the the simple offence of he nah. broke COVID. There's got to be think, more to it. I think the Broncos are looking to offload him, and that's their way of doing it, you know, in terms of they're sick of his on-field indiscretions and now his off-field stuff. I think it's their way of bulleting him. He wants to go too. It's got to be off field, hasn't it? Like on field, it, like the bloke can play. He certainly can play. It's got. It's oh, got to be all his off field when stuff. He, when he's on, but but you know, like the, in terms of he's suspended for half the season too. To yeah, go you're with not it. gonna. You wouldn't offload him for his on field stuff, but for his for the way he plays the game. So you're happy with him playing two, two or three games a year? He plays on big two or three, mate. Come on now. Look, I, I he, think he's played three since he's been back from in the you're bubble. Stretch, you're stretching it a bit now. He's got some ability. You, you're not going to sack him with his football ability. Obviously, he's a goose off the field, and, and what it's what he's doing off the field. Yeah, he's anyway. He's got some concerns. So good, good leadership from the big fella. Anyway, yeah, yes. the one the one you want steering the Ford pack around, isn't it? It's around a Haas and Fafita. No wonder he wanted to leave. So what so happens when you put nineteen year olds in charge of football teams? So how the, how are the Broncos going now? Obviously, they were obviously desperate to keep for feeder. They probably were just sitting there saying to Junior, surely you could have done this a month ago, mate. It would have made our life a lot easier. We could have thrown $1.3 million at for feeder and kept him. Mm. Not now. they got a bit of money. Yeah, hasn't it? Yeah, got to be. Got to be. On the flip side, it, 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 a lot of money the Titans spent, but it's given them a little bit of a buzz down there. They're playing some good footy and mm. they're starting to – People starting to talk, and there's a bit of a bit of upbeatness in the air. So it's done what it needed to do for the Titans, and he hasn't even rolled up there yet. Heap mm. of the old, heap of the old Broncos jumping ship too. I'm saying, got the fans dirt. going, like Steve said. Rob, his brother Robbie's talking six in a row premierships for the Titans. <laughs> six in a row. Oh yeah, starting six, next year. He said six, maybe eight. Who knows? They yeah. must all drink the same silly stuff in the global house all day. <laughs> Wasn't he talking four or five in a row for the Knights? I'll tell you what you won't need to worry about. Looking for a halfback. You've got nine of them sitting there. Yeah, well, we're going to have to put someone into hookers. We're going to have someone, someone's going to have to go in there and get a season-ending injury this week. <laughs> yeah, it's you a curse. Yeah, wouldn't mm. you say, look, just nah. give me 18, mate. 18. Yeah, exactly. Nine, seven. For sure. Whatever you, whatever you want, I'm just not wearing nine. So, mm. anyway, semi-pro soapbox. What's on your mind this week? What's, what's, what comes up, Troy? Bubs' Bubs's banner. Yeah. We'll, yep. we'll obviously, we'll touch on a bit later, but, yeah, on, on the on the banter side of things, the, the, the DDBBL owners, they, they love they love the banner. Uh, you, you see a few of the boys doing doing interviews this week and, and, you know, putting a bit of a, 
laid a bit of crap on the uh, on the other owners, saying what they're going to do with their what their picks, what they should be doing with their picks. It's um it's great to see the owners getting into it and uh, getting a bit of bit of banner amongst themselves. They started it last year. A couple of them kind of singled each other out and thought they'd have a bit of a bit of to and fro, a bit of chat between between the two, and the, and they've all carried on this year. So it's good to see them. Um, Getting the comp going uh, and starting with uh, starting with those owners, so yeah, bit of bear with those DDBBL owners. You know, for Robbie Glover, plenty of hookers on the coast, so okay, they got a heap um, spare. <laughs> nice, Robbie Glove. Glove's catch. What's on? What's on Should the safe box this week? Give him a salary cap at that price too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I don't know what is what is going on. I suppose there's a bit of buzz around the horse racing industry. We've got a bit of a buzz this week with the. Uh, the baby's having a, uh, a birthday and getting into the racing ages, mate, and uh, the Pat O'Shea plate just around the corner. So plenty happening with we're on that, I suppose, the brand-new roll into Wheatwood in a few uh, few weeks, mm. four or five weeks' time as well. So uh, all the festivities around that and the carnival time, I suppose the whole Toowoomba will uh, get a bit of spring in its step on the back of you, mate. I see you're a big advocate and been out there. Our, uh Pumping up the tires of the carnival and coupled up with the Wheatwood, I, I'm, I'm very excited. Christmas has now changed into September. Going <laughs> <laughs> the footy grand finals in a few I, weeks. With actually, I just, just, I just had a thought. I just had a thought. So both of you guys have nominated for the DDBBL. Let's just say you get drafted. Isn't there a game the day after Wheatwood, Pat O'Shea Plate Day? Mm, what are you going to do then? <laughs> Sorry? Depends what happens on... Wetwood day, I suppose, isn't it? Have you signalled your availability for the that weekend? Uh yes, I I have, but um, there's always injuries that pop up during the season. Um, a few things can go wrong, so yeah, you might do a pangai self sabotage. <laughs> yeah, self sabotage if um, haircut. Uh, if a little yeah. little pony gets up that we're involved with, we'll get to run mm. to start with and gets up. Who knows? Yeah, interesting. Probably good information there for. I think Steve Steve might have even said he was unavailable. I'm not sure. Oh, did you? I'm out. Hundred (laughs) percent. If someone better enough to pick me up, anyway, uh, I probably wouldn't break into the eleven. But I'm definitely out. (laughs) (laughs) Win, 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 lose, draw, non-runner. I'm out. If you're anything like you were last year, there you'd be no oh, chance of playing it for Monday. <laughs> that's, that's what I was, that's what I was you to say. He was mute last year. Mm. He turned up to golf at twelve o'clock and said, oh, "I can't look down to putt because he's because everything was spinning." That was mate. It was like drinking meth that stuff. Oh, anyway, well, Joel, yeah, power yeah, play. Yeah. What do you got, <laughs> mate? Um, I'm talking Benny Iken, CEO of the Broncos now. Saw a bit of an interview with him on his show in NRL 360 um, during the week. And I'll tell you what, they could go a lot worse than putting him on. And, and it certainly helped the case for what we're going to be uh, championing in our next segment with Benny Walker, the old uh, Mr. Gilmore, I'm your caddy. You know, Benny Eichen's <laughs> caddy becomes his coach. Yeah, wouldn't nice. That, well, wouldn't that be good? Yeah, we'll talk about that. That'll be an interesting one. And mine, mine I say this week on the soapbox, I thought, Credit to – we talked about some underperforming rugby league teams. How good are the Warriors going? Nothing to play for. Been away from home for however long it's been now. 
Blake's like Blake Green walk out, and there's other sides that sort of obviously as well why he left to go to the Knights. They've beat the Tigers, who have everything to play for, trying to break into the eight. They beat Manly last week, same deal. So, you know, we see how bad the Broncos are going or the Cowboys are going, but then you see a team like the Warriors who are going to finish just probably just outside the eight, and they've had more hurdles thrown at them, sack their coach halfway through the season. So I reckon credit where credit's due to the Warriors. If there was a team that deserved or that – if there was a team that could have rolled over and you'd say, oh, well, it's just been a horrible year for them, I can understand it would be them. Remember they got pumped by 50-odd by Melbourne that night as well. They had plenty of reasons just to – and you saw one of those against the Tigers. They're down 8-0 after about eight minutes. So enough reason just to roll over there and there's nothing to play for. But they've just kept on digging and fighting and – as I said, they well, I doubt they make the eight, obviously, but they probably in the terms of a mathematical chance of making the eight. So the Warriors, good on them. That's not bad. Yeah, to dream the boys um, anyway. Hopefully they Yeah, hopefully they so you know, I, so I just think in terms of when you're talking about culture and all those sort of things, like while they mightn't have the cattle, there's obviously a pretty good spirit and culture in that group. So it's probably not the worst job. All of a sudden it looked like a horrific job to walk into, I reckon. But now for Nathan Brown and Gus. Anyway, Warriors, let's see what happens. That's the semi-pro soapbox. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Ben Walker, a special guest, will join us. Hey, guys. Cohen and Liam here from Haynes Wilson. And today we're sitting with Steve from Paragon Homes and checking out the new display home at the Lees. Thanks for having us, mate. No, mate. Thanks for popping by us. Mate, I'm a big fan of Paragon. I love the stuff that you guys do. It's really unique and sort of like I find like our clients, they, they get it designed to their specific needs. Every build's different. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, mate. Exactly right. And really, we wanted to give more to our clients. And the process that I use when I build our house and land packages went through, designed a brief around what we're trying to create within the home, the feel, uh, how it needed to function, the purpose of the home, to bring together a, a home that, which really tries to target what you're trying to get at the end of the day and yep. create a home that, that's more than just a couple of lines that slapped on a plan, uh, thrown on a block. Like There's so much you can do when you build a home and, and making sure you get that better result out of out of building a home at the end of the day. When you get the keys, you get that elation, you walk in the door, it's somewhere you just love to be. Yeah, and it's just yours. Totally different. Mate, love it. You're doing a good job, man. Really yeah, love it. Very fast. Love it, mate. Good yeah. work. For Haynes Wilson. Good to see Steve, good to start with the boys with Haynes Wilson, our special guest. I think he's backstage, ready to join us. As I said, he's been a friend of the show. We've had him on a few times. Ben Walker, how are you? I'm well, lads. How are you going? Excellent. So, first of all, thanks for coming on. You probably came on just so I'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoyed last time. It was good fun. We had a good chat. Excellent. Now, great to have you with us. I thought it's a good opportunity to have a chat to you now. Bits happened since we last spoke to you, and obviously we talked about the desire for yourself and your brother in the coaching ranks. You were heavily linked to the New Zealand job. Some reports said that you got the job. Um, unfortunately, obviously, we know that that wasn't the case. Can you talk us through it? What happened? Were you in the hunt? How close were you? Did you think you had the job? Yeah, pretty good story. We, um, we interviewed on a Monday night um, a few weeks ago uh, with, the, uh, with the owner, the CEO, Simon Mannering as the ex-player and uh, the chairman of the owner's company. Um, interviewed mm. very well. It was a really good interview. Had a good yarn for an hour and a half or so. And, and then um, it happens that the owner is living at the Broadbeach. On, at Broadbeach. Uh, he's a member of the Grand Golf Club down there and so am I. So we teed up a game on the Friday um, so a couple of us and Shane and I and the, and the owner had a game and about hole 
eight, um, our phone started binging saying that we had the job at the Warriors and we were sitting next to the owner in the cart. So we knew it wasn't true. Um, had a few beers afterwards and shook hands and wished him all the best and um, found out a week later that we didn't get the job. So that was pretty, pretty cool. Mate, how, how, do you, how do you go about throwing your resume into like a coaching gig or anything like that? You know, like it's, it's well talked about and obviously well publicised about you guys wanting a job, but is there an official process? Like do you, do you have a resume that you have to send? Um, I didn't catch the last part of that. I got to resume, but look, we don't really have every every club's different. We've only we've only um, we've only really been interested in the Titans job and the Warriors job at this stage. Um, yeah, there's a number of jobs available. Obviously, St George overnight or today. Um, uh, the Cowboys in a came, few weeks. The Cowboys came up a while ago, and you know, they're not jobs that we're interested in. Um, we're only interested in certain jobs, and the Warriors ticked a lot of boxes. So mm. did the Titans, and you know, no doubt there'll be others coming up that that may interest our um, our passion for for coaching. Benny, um, obviously you guys aren't coaching at the moment. Um, if something doesn't come along, in, you know, in the in the, in the short term, do you, do you get back in a, at another level to get back to, to get back into it, or, or, or what do you do? No, no chance. Um, we did nine years as head coaches at the Jets, which is obviously, um, you know, Queensland Cup and one level below the NRL. Um, had tremendous success there. So we don't feel like um, we don't feel like there's any need to do that any longer. So it's either um, NRL or bust, to be honest. So mm. um, which I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Mate, you mentioned that the, the Warriors was something that appealed to you. Is that because the style of sort of play that they're already accustomed to over the years, that they're, they're prepared to throw it around a little bit more and it, it suited the guys, your philosophy around the game as well? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, one driving factor was that they hadn't, they hadn't had any success. They've made a grand final, but they've never won one. So that's obviously a, a big one for us um, to be the first... Yeah, to be involved in the first grand final winning team would be something special. So that was something that you know, really drove us. Um, yeah, they, they naturally play an expansive game of footy, but the, the last yeah x amount of years that um, coaches that have been there, Aussie coaches predominantly, or you know Stephen Kearney who tried to play like Melbourne and and try to play more like an Australian style, which uh, doesn't suit suit them. And um, you know we felt we could get the best out of them playing the way that. Um, we know they play well, um, and they're a one-team town as well, which is you know, a big thing coming from you know our history at the Broncos. We know how important it is to, well, not important, but how um, how much um, success you can have at a one-team town and how much fun you can have doing it along the way. Um, mm. At the same time, you know, being in Ipswich, being a footy town, um, and having the success we did there, we um, really enjoyed it. So it sort of ticked a lot of boxes, Auckland, and and also their salary caps. You know, in pretty good shape. There's a lot of room to be uh, to, to for improvement. But anyway, it's yeah, Nathan Browns. Yeah. It, what, why is why is, is it was the case that you guys weren't interested in something like the Cowboys or the Dragons, as you said there at the start? Um, oh, look, a number of reasons, but yeah, we sort of had links to the Cowboys as soon as that job came up, um, just through the media names being thrown thrown around and. We quick, quickly squashed it and um, let them know that we weren't interested in 
pursuing a, mm. um, a process up there. Um, yeah, it, it, for a number of reasons, you know, none more important than the other, but we just felt that's not the right place for us right now and, and nor is St George. Mm. Did you feel you were close to the Warriors' job? Uh, yeah, pretty close, um, we felt. But, look, you don't know. Everyone comes out of an interview thinking they're, they've um, ticked all the boxes. Um, yeah, well, I, I, look, the feedback we've had from the guys, they've been very transparent, was that you know, we, we, we went to them with a one-year option. We just wanted a, a one-year deal. Um, for, first and foremost, to prove um, our credentials as a coach and uh, to show them that we don't need a job. You know, we're not a, we're not a coach that's out of employment um, like a lot of the guys at RSAC. They don't have any other jobs. We've got businesses, so we don't need the security of three to five years as a contract. So we went to them with one year, and in, in the end, that sort of backfired against us. They thought that we were probably just there for the one year and coming back home again. Um, they're, mm. they're, you know, they're after a long-term coach, and, and that's okay. Um, but, um, yeah, we, we could have stayed there for 10 years, who knows, but um, we just wanted the one year initially to, to prove our, our worth. What did you guys say to each other? You said when your phone started tinging, you're playing golf, you're about to putt for probably birdie or something knowing yourself, and they say you got all these messages saying you got the job. Oh, would have been an interesting conversation. It kind of was, but we, you know, we've been around long enough to know that rumours start pretty quickly. So they, someone at the club obviously saw us. I've only got 10% battery left, guys, by the way. Um, right. Someone saw us uh, teeing off on the first and it took you know, about an hour before the, the rumours started on social media. So we knew, you know, we were obviously aware that it wasn't the case, but, um, yeah, it did make pretty good conversation while we are playing the game anyway for the last 10 holes. <laughs> but, Benny, we're talking about um, job opportunities and the like. Someone like a, a team like the Broncos, something so close to your heart, being a junior there, would that sort of role, a job there, would that interest you, given that you guys live locally? Like I said, you know, um, the juniors come through yeah, there. Look, we have, yeah, we haven't really given too much thought. Um, Anthony's employed for another three years, so um, it may come up, may not. Yeah. Mate, um, last time we spoke to you, we had a good chat about Sam. Where where's he situated at the moment, mate? What's what's happened with him this year? Yeah, he's in the bubble, so he's turned eighteen um, in June sixteenth. Uh, so he's, he's now eighteen, so he's back in the bubble. So um, he's not enjoying it, to be fair. Like none of them are at the moment. They're um, mm. they're all in lockdown. They go from home to training to home. They can't go anywhere else and get a coffee or have dinner or, or play golf or whatever else. So um, yeah, he's not overly enjoying it to be honest um he's lo- he's loving his footy and that sort of thing but he's not enjoying the living arrangements but um that's yeah, just what they have to do for the next you know nine or ten weeks but uh look he's doing really well um yeah he's yeah he's having a, he's having a good time um despite the, the conditions that we're all in at the moment hmm. on yourself benny are you guys resigned to the fact that that dream of coaching nrl mightn't happen um, yeah, possibly, but look, as I said initially, I've got a business, you know, I've got employment, mm. um, I don't rely on coaching to, to you know, pay the bills, so I, look, it, it'd be wonderful if we got an opportunity, but as I said, I, I'm not going to lose any sleep at all if I don't but, ever coach, yeah. Yeah. What I'll do, but is there all- if you don't mind, I'm going to run around and grab, I'm in my office, I'm going to run around and grab a charger. 
how good's technology these days? Um, <laughs> I'm going to grab a charger because I could just drop out at any stage. Yeah. So someone yeah. has a charger in my office. Um, but it, it doesn't, doesn't, as I said, doesn't work. really. I've got one here. I think he's. I think he's avoiding going home to the kids, so he's um. Wouldn't be probably. That's Adam there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, as I said, James, yeah, it's not. I'm not going to lose any sleep if I don't. If we yeah, don't but, coach, um, but it would be. Mm. It'd be a shame if we didn't get the opportunity. That you probably led to my next question. I was going to say, but you must feel, and everyone talks talks about it, is that give the walkers a go. Just an opportunity. You, just, someone, you need someone that's willing to take that chance. And that's probably like a lot of things in life, but you just need someone who's willing to give you a, a shot. And you've, you know, as you said, with the Warriors, the, the Gold Coast, a couple of you know, reasonably good options you would have thought. But it's how do you break that? How, how do you get someone to go, yep, let's give them a crack. Let's give them a go. Oh, it's a really interesting that's way too close. Let's go back to radio. Um, <laughs> how do you break it? Like I don't know. It's um, it's an interesting one. Yeah. You know, every time someone someone initially when we first went for a job said it was a risk, and I sort of don't really understand why. Um, now can only see me. Can't see anyone else. So it's yeah, it's good. You're on. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, That's so supposed we, to happen. Um, <laughs> we're not sure, we're not absolutely sure why. To be honest, why it's a risk. You know, we've been involved in. Um, the NRL system since we were 15 years of age. So, yeah, a lot of the coaches, you, you ever look at, like, I'm not yeah, picking out names for any other reason, but if you look at the coach of the Newcastle, Newcastle Knights right now, yeah, he's never had a footy team on his own, never coached on his own. He's been an assistant coach his whole life. Um, mm. Didn't play any higher level than country rugby league in New South Wales. Um, and for whatever reason, um, he's perceived... Not to be a risk, if that makes sense. Whereas, you know, that's all we've ever done as footballers is be around, in and around the NRL system. So we feel like we're no, no risk at all in that sense. You know, we've always been involved in that at that level. Um, but anyway, look, that's someone said we're a risk initially, and I think it's just sort of stuck every time we're brought up. Someone says we're at risk, mm. which is and crazy. But just live with that. It's okay. Mm. What about something like? Um, Having not had the experience in the NRL clubs, Benny, in terms of managing the salary cap and things like that, is it, I'm not too sure how that sort of sort of works at the NRL level. But you know, obviously, the coach plays a significant part in in the dictation of how the salary cap's being spent and where it's being spent. What do you sort of rebut? You know, the suggestions about that. Uh, it's quite easy. We've. Um... <laughs> Where we've where we've been coaching for nine years is um, yeah the poorest club in the in the competition the Ipswich Jets so we've had to manage our playing budget uh, really carefully so it's a little bit like Moneyball um, for us you know, we've got to get the best yep. out of players that um, that are available and make you know the best of the resources as well so to have a salary cap and to be able to spend the same as everyone else um, is a huge advantage to us and. Yeah, it would be quite easy because of our experience, you know, being under um, under resourced, if you like, at the at the Jets. Mm. Interesting, interesting to to see how as you said, it's It's good money. Very good player, but um, yeah, he's spending a lot of your cap on a back rower. That's right. Um, mm. uh, so it's an interesting. 
an interesting um, sign. It's not an interesting signing. Obviously, everyone wants him, but it's a lot of money for one one back row. Mm. Being a little bit involved with that and having a bit of an insight onto those caps, does you sort of sit back from the outside and see how some of the clubs are absolute nightmares can't handle the cap. You've got a team like the Roosters who've got all the superstars and still managed to get some um, cap space in there. The management, the different management strategies that flows around the salary cap from each club. Yeah, there's a little bit more into that um, with the Roosters. Um, yeah, they've got a real, they obviously got a lot of success there and for, with success um, um, comes um, players more willing to play for less money because they know that they're semi-final time and they know that they're in grand final day and yeah, that lives with you forever. So it's a little bit like Brisbane back in the nineties. Um, yeah, there's nearly every player that went through Brisbane in the nineties um, played for for less than we could have. Might have lost him. Hmm. Said he had. What is that? Ten percent or whatever. We'll see if he comes. We'll see if he gets uh, back to there us. There goes. Yep. Yeah, we got him. Hello. Yep. You got us. Hello. Negative. Maybe not. No. Was there? We'll see if. We'll see if oh, Ben. Yeah, Jack's number. Jack Walker. Might have him back. No. Sorry, guys, you there? Yeah, yeah, mate, we got you. Hello. Yeah, there's you. Yeah, can you hear us? If someone rings my phone, yeah, you there? <laughs> yep, yep. So, if someone, so we tell people in the future, don't do it off your phone. Yeah. No. If someone rings my phone, it's going to cut out. Um, yeah, are you there? Yes. Yeah, mate. Yep. Yeah, yep. so... Yeah, with yeah, with success that the Roosters are having, they're able to manage their cap a little bit uh, a little bit easier than you know, some of the struggling clubs have to pay overs to get players there, and then that puts pressure on the cap all the way down to the bottom. Um, mm. Yeah, the Titans are a classic example. They've paid yeah good money for really good money for players that probably don't deserve it, only because they need to get them there, and then that puts pressure on them for years to come. So it's important. Mm. Yeah, clubs like Brisbane, who have always had that stronghold of um, getting the best kids, don't fall into the trap of paying too much for uh, for players. Otherwise, the, the effect it has um, lasts for years. Mm. Okay. Obviously, we know you're busy many of things, so I'll, we'll go around the grounds. Last question, Zola. I'll start. Mine might be complicated and not, not controversial, but I do want to ask you about. But I do, I do want to ask you about the Broncos. Now, I know obviously you. have Played there, you, you know, your, your brothers have played there. There's an association there. Um, any ex-player, I think, or anyone who's involved with Brisbane had struggled to see what, what's going on at the moment. One, what is going wrong there? And two, dare I ask you now? Your son um, was involved with the Broncos, and and why he said they made that decision, and totally understand why they went to the Roosters. Did you have any concerns uh, with the like as a family? Any concerns with the Broncos and the path they were headed? The way you thought, well, Sam may be better somewhere else. Two-part question. Um, yeah, first part of your answer, I don't know the answers there until we – and unless we're involved, we don't absolutely know the answers. But um, I had some fairly grave concerns for Brisbane um, as early as you know, last year when, um, you know, they didn't really come to the party with Sam. 
And you know, mm. I'm talking about Sam, coach, not as a dad. I never talk about him mm. as a dad unless I preface that, you know, as that. But, you know, as a coach, he's the type of player that, you know, you could see potentially having, you know, a team built around him. And, you know, he's come through Brisbane from the age of 12. And then, you know, when it came to the crunch and I had to sign him and step up and sign him and, and, and you know, show him his worth, they um, sort of dropped the ball there. So... It's a little bit concerning, to be honest, and you could sort of see that Brisbane were going to, if that was their uh, mantra on a local player um, who'd been with the club since he was 12, you sort of thought, well, it would have been some strife with others. Mm, no, you answered my question well then. I appreciate your honesty. Joel, we'll go around the grounds. Yeah, mine was very much the same, actually, but it was uh, more around Sam. So you spoke about him being involved in the bubble there. Is there any suggestion we might get, get a glimpse of him um, in the NRL this year, mate, to, to the best of your knowledge? Or do you think that, obviously, the, the, the Roosters, with the setup that they run, and they've got some pretty handy players there that are just in front of him, I suppose, in terms of position-wise, will they just look to nurture him through, do you think? Yeah, look, we, we've all... Look, I sort of know right now he's ready to play NRL. He was ready two years ago if, if his body was ready. You know, he's that yep. far advanced... Um, but he's obviously got to grow into his body a little bit. He's just turned 18, so we, we all have to be patient there with Sam. He's going to play NRL, and um, he's more than likely going to have a decent run at it as well. Um, so it's important that you know, the Roosters don't rush him. I mean, it's not, not if he plays or you know, if he's the, you know, the, the player to take over at halfback or anything. It's probably just when his body is ready. Um, yeah, he could, he could play games this year without a question. Um, whether they do or not, it's up to Robbo. Mm. Steve? Yeah. yeah, mate, off the footy, you uh, we're, we're pretty keen. We're throwing a spanner in the works to get over and to get the handicap down to get a few uh, <laughs> chances over in the States and go and run around there and, and play a few tournaments. How's that travelling for you? Is it going the right way? You're cutting out there, Steve. You said something about my handicap in golf. Is that right? That, yep. Yep. Yeah, how, how, you, yeah. how are you going with that, with that dream to get to the it's States? Is there a way to get you a start on the uh, the tour that you were looking at oh, yeah. over here in the States? Maybe a, a Queensland PGA start? If anyone else can hear you, Steve, I think you said the, the, yeah, the Open in, in America. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, you said how are you, you going with your golf? How are you going with your golf? Um, not, not, not real good. I've hit a, I've hit. I think I've um, plateaued. I'm sort of up and up and down from around sort of four to five. Um, I need to get a really good run at it, mate, to get down. Mm. I'd like to sink my teeth into it for six months and really rip in. Um, but really, I'm only a hacker with a dream. That's all. We're all hackers with a dream. Got <laughs> to be better than a hacker. <laughs> How did, did you skin old mate that owns the, the Warriors or what? Did you take him for a bit of money? Or? The owner of the Warriors? Yeah, did you take yeah, him for a bit of money that day? Got something then. He wouldn't press me on the he wouldn't press me on the eighteenth for eight hundred either. He was happy just to pay the four hundred. <laughs> I was a bit disappointed in him. Yeah, you knew he wasn't the coach for you, that you wasn't the right fit for you then too, eh? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, this is not going to work for me either. So, yeah. he's definitely not getting it back anyway. <laughs> Troy, last though. Hey mate, uh, okay, down. We're looking, we're looking four or five years down the track here. Some some people can coach their kids. If you get the chance down the, down the, down the track and get an opportunity to coach Stan, could you do it, mate? Could you coach him? Yeah, look, the answer right now is no, um, unless we were coaching the Roosters, because he's at the right club and, um, yeah, they've, they've got a you know, plethora of really, really talented players there. So there's no reason to say they won't be successful for a number of years yet. Um, I really don't – I really would love to coach him, but at the same time, he doesn't um, – you know, we don't need to be involved – together for me to have a, a, a bit of an, a bit of input into his career anyway. So um, it's, yeah, it's great. It'll be great watching him from afar, but it'd be super to work with him because he's a talented kid. You want to work with all the talented ones. But um, yeah, not right now. Hmm. Yeah, no, well, we look forward to watching that journey. Actually, I know I said it was last question. I want to ask you the last, last one. We know you're close mates with Ben Iken. Your thoughts, if, if he got the opportunity to be CEO of the Broncos, would, be, would he be a good fit? I think he's a look. There's obviously going to be a really um, strong representation of candidates for that job, but I think right now, in yeah, where the Broncos are right now, I think he's probably the best man for the job. Um, obviously, I'm mm. biased because I'm mates with him, but um, yeah, he's a, he's a super t- intelligent guy. He knows his footy. Um, I just think right now where they are, um, yeah, he, he's the best man for the job without any question. Mm, okay, well, again, that's another one we'll look forward to seeing out unfolds. Ben, look, do really appreciate you giving us your time with your limited battery and phone calls coming in. As said, you're a popular man and a busy man, but really appreciate you. Um, you're very honest with some of the answers as well, which I think a lot of our, whether they're listening via the radio or podcast or watching us live at the moment. So uh, really appreciate you giving us your time and hopefully we can catch up again. No, no dramas anytime, guys. So it's Ben Walker joining us on the semi pros. We'll take a break. More coming up next. The Southern Hotel, our Sunday steak special has been so popular, we want to offer it on Saturday too. 180 gram rump mignon, 400 gram New York cut T-bone, or a huge 500 gram grain-fed rump. All for just $23.95. It's better at the Southern. Thanks to the Southern Hotel. Now, we normally head out to the Southern, but Shane Moggy's busy. Must be working tonight. Must have a bit on. So what's happening this week at the Southern? They have the UFC this Sunday, as well as all of the uh, AFL, the NRA action, all the racing. And then Sunday, they have their 500-gram rump and schooner deal for $22. Pop out to the Southern Hotel. We did. We were there. How good was that? Last, we were up close. You talk about that on the big screens. Good slide was that. You can go on a few home, weren't we? <laughs> well, you were, Joel. Angus Garrett. Angus Garrett. Oh, Angus. Hang on to it, Gussie. 
Yeah, he hung on to the first two anyway, but I don't know how he went from there. So, but yeah, no, pop down to the southern going great guns out there. Service is, uh, is amazing. And also hats off to them as well. I was, I was um, you know, being in different venues across the place and that, and to see the, they were very, 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 very diligent with the, with the COVID um, requirements as well. So I think that's a great um, sign as well for uh, for public health, et cetera. So, but no, it was really good to get out there and see the guys at the Southern. Because I was just thinking about Ben Walker. He, how good was he? Like he was, I was, I was sort of, I sort of threw a leading question out there with regarding to saying, did it, you know, did you see anything on the wall or was, did this have anything to do yeah. with why Sam went? where he went and I kind of expected a straight down the line, oh, well, this was just the best opportunity, so away we went. So very interesting to hear that take on how that went down or why potentially Brisbane didn't come up. Yeah, you're a good journo, mate. That was a great question, I thought, and the way he answered it was superb too. I was surprised. Best move seems, mate, isn't it? 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. I, know yeah. be, uh, I know there'd be a few more in that boat too. What's happening there at the Roosters? So um, I see they gave young Lamb a crack the other night. Yeah. Um, so what, what Sam would be putting next in line in the halves, wouldn't he? Yeah, well, there's Kyle Flanagan still there, see, but they've dropped him for unknown reasons. But so, um, The talk is, you know, a year or two down the track, they're looking at Keery and, and Walker being the halves. Hmm. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I think Keery's one head knock off a of retirement, though, isn't he? Like he's, mm. he's had a heap of bloody head knocks and... He's mm. a bit been around the bush, but he's a great player when he's when he's playing. Yeah, how absolutely. old is he? Is he thirty, Kiri? Twenty nine, thirty? No, nah, couldn't yeah. be. Wouldn't be thirty. He'd be playing state of origin this year anyway. Yeah, gun, gun half. So. But um, how well how old a story is that though? That he's on the golf course with him when they when the media speculations out there that they've got the gig. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take long, does it? Celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you no. who, who um, the, the owner, he lives two doors up from another good mate of the show, Witty. Michael That's Witt. right. Yep, yep. Actually, just on your question before, Bob said, Kiri's 28. 28. 28 mm. years of age. So, 29 so this year. Maximize what? Next, next three years, he's probably going to maximize, mm. hasn't he? So, well, there you go. Shot clocked. Will Sam Walker play NRL this year? If you're the Roosters, you're Trent Robinson. Do you play him? I'll give him one game. Yeah, he might get a game right before finals there. Just a bloody minute. Just a sniff. Yeah. Off I think the bench, ben, throw him in halfback. What do you what do you do with him? Probably a bit the off the bench. Yeah. Yep. Just to give him that taste of what's going on. Mm. Give him those 20 odd 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Steve, would you play him? Not if you not if you didn't need to and he was didn't have an injury, I don't think. Mm. So just roll with <clears throat> roll with who you've got. They're going pretty well. And I think well, Lamb's got good raps on him too. And, well, I thought Flanagan was playing some pretty good footy as well. <laughs> so I. I thought he was going well. And then he's always been dropped for form reasons. I was like, oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> How about he's, he's, only the leading, he's only the leading point scorer in the comp. Yeah, I don't to do. But anyway, I thought that was pretty harsh. So um, then The old man straight on the blower too. Straight yeah. on the phone to Robbo. Why, you dropped me son. Do, do you think <laughs> Robbo's uh, just playing a few mind games, getting his team up ready for finals? And- 100%. Bit of competition 100%. for spots there. Yep. 100%. Good no doubt about it. Smart. But he well, always does stuff like that, though. Look, remember last year he brought Sammy Verrills in and they're talking, oh, Jake Friend won't even make the team for the for the GF. Mm. Sam Verrills is going that good. And like he's always mm. got that one that just keeps that competition there, doesn't it? Oh, they need to. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially with complacency because the basically the bench guys aren't 
having to run. So they're, right. they're running around training. So put a rocket up them. So probably That's smart. Why, that's why I'm with you, Steve. Exactly what reason you said. That's why I reckon if they don't have to, they won't play him just because they haven't played any footy. They would love to have seen him play, just play some footy. I know it's pretty hard from at the moment, obviously, as you said, you'd be going mad, wouldn't you? Like you can't, you're not, you actually, it's a tough time for if, if you're not in the NRL and playing in the NRL, but you're in the squad and you, you're not playing at all. Yeah. Um, it's Tell hard. What, they're, so. they're probably one more, one injury off him playing, but. Well, that's right. If he's needed, right. I think they as Ben said, obviously he's ready to play NRL. So if they give him that opportunity, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll, I don't know. We'll, um, We'll wait and see. The other thing I want to talk about in shot clock, um, Bubs, you talked about it a bit before in the opener there, the DDBBL. It's pretty exciting. So I put up a post the other day just asking people who they thought the top six would be. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that. you reckon that's close to the money? There are a few interesting um, responses to that as to who'd, who'd go one to six. Interesting. There's a few ducks and drakes getting played by the owners and the, and the captains at the moment. Um, I, I, I think would... Yeah, like I think Woods the bloke to go one, but if he doesn't, and they go another way, I reckon they'll they'll go Gillum because they know they get five, they get the full season out of Chrissy Gillum. Yeah. So whereas Wood, they might only get three games, two or three games maybe at mm-hmm. worst. So they might go the way of Chris Gillum. He'd be a good option as well. Keep a bat, great great opening batsman. Queensland Country's one of their highest run scorers last year and a good keeper. So. Wouldn't surprise me if they is maybe that, switch and go him. Yeah. Is is that Valleys? They get picked first, don't they? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Valley so the Raptors, last yeah. The captain yep. draft. So yep. you can speak to us openly and honestly now, Troy, because you're not a captain, mm. you're not involved in choosing a team. You've had a look at you've had a look at the list. Yeah. There are a few sleepers in there. That's the key to this. Like we said, it's like that money ball that we talked about. It. It's getting those guys, and you would have known it very well last year, obviously, with your involvement as a skipper. It's about trying to beat the cap. Trying to find those guys that are that are, um, I, I guess that are maybe you, you get plenty of bang for your buck for their uh, for their price. Dan Borrows on there, Troy Gursky, number one pick. Yeah, thanks, so, Dan. Good on you, mate. Dan's not gonna wait for you. <laughs> Dan's not gonna wait for you. Two. Number two. I'll, I'll give you that. There, there's a couple of sleepers in there. Yep. The bloke on the bottom of the screen's a bit of a sleeper. Um, Big time. Have a look at him. You know, he'll, he'll, no, I'm seriously, I'll, but in all seriousness. Um, there's a there's always a position for a bloke who can bat middle order and come in and clear the ropes. Seriously, hmm. um, each team needs someone that can come in and just and go. Look at the, the hand on it. Yeah, but <laughs> no, you, you need someone that can come in the back end if they're coming in with three overs to go and not noodle around, but just clear the fence. Um, hmm. There's a role there for glove in that way. Yeah. Um, there is there's a there's another bloke and he is a Paul Tui Pointer. His name is Connor Edmonds. So he, mm. Connor, Connor's a 200-pointer. Um, played up north of Mackay. Came down and played a few games with us at Mets. He knows Jack Budden. The bloke is a very good player and he's 200 points. Um, mm. He's a sleeper. He's a sleeper for sure. Okay. Um, and that there's some good junior, uh, some good under 18s there. There's a uh, Dan Brown. Um, he's a he's an under 18 I think he, yeah, I, I reckon he could get snapped up. Him and Ben Brochery could get yep. snapped up second round, second third round. I reckon those under those good under 18s 
the blokes, if they, if they want them, they're going to have to get them real early. I reckon second round, maybe third. Yeah. Jesus, this is lit up here. So Matthew yeah. Dennis agrees. Loves a dark horse. Joel Seabee can't run singles. Matthew Dennis knows singles. Connor Edmonds. He'll, he'll be looking to get him. There you go. Straight to the ground, boys, but, too. But, but as as Bob said before, you want that guy that comes in and clear the ropes. You don't have to run for them, do you? You don't I get don't extra for run. That's what he's saying. That's why he hits him because he can't run single. That's what Seabee was saying. <laughs> but so, can I, Troy, do you believe Steve fits into that mould last year? Now, I know it didn't work out, unfortunately, injuries, et cetera, is like the Nathan Staines that sits in that draft this year. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, what, what's, what are you, Steve? Are you a 200? Are you a 200 pointer? Oh, probably 100. Yeah, so no, there is, I don't think there is such thing as 100, is there? He's a white pointer. Yeah, so, I think two's, two's bottom, but yeah, like, yeah, we haven't got. A great amount of blokes that can come in and just clear the ropes. Um, so yeah, I think I think Steve will get picked. Steve will get picked up. Yeah. Uh, yep. Desperate. Be a desperate old coach out there that needs an old uh, old fat like that can't catch or bowl or bat. That's why you field eleven, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Where would you well, field this... these days, G? Oh, oh man, the captain tells him. Yeah, probably just short cover and prance yeah, around. Short. Short fine leg, short third man, those little positions. About where I go. <laughs> I bet you follows me around wherever it is anyway. Troy, obviously, so, you're obviously not captaining this year, Troy. Has there been any coaches touch base with you, mate, and sort of say, look, you know, we want to get you? No, mate, no. <laughs> no, not even, a bit of, not even a little bit of interest from the old uh, Aztec Warriors or anything like that? I've had, I've had a couple of people ask me whether I'm bowling. That was... Straight out, no. Forty-two year olds turning nearly forty-three don't bowl anymore. So, yeah. Matt Dennis has got a few. There's the Silver Fern, Simon Dennis, chance to go round twelve. Yeah, Matty Dennis. You'll go, you'll go oh, Matty, twelve as well. Anyone else is watching? Talk. Share a few thoughts with us. So, you, wait, share, I tell you what, no, bit seriously, share share where you think Troy Gursky you go. Where will he go on the draft? I'm interested if anyone out there, those guys are on there, chime in with a comment. Mm. Capital so, trade. Um, talk, talking about. People Steve, going. what do you reckon? Top in the top six, mate, or here in top four? Who do you reckon? Oh, mate, I wouldn't have a clue. I don't even know. Harry Wood will go one, probably McGoffin. Wilson. Wilson. Wilson was good last year, so mm. yeah. And um, yeah, there's a which local. You go one of the Wilsons though. Gillum would go up high for sure. Mm. Yeah. yeah, only one Wilson's playing this year. Which so, one? Uh, Anthony's out. Oh, right here. Yep. Yeah. They both were good uh, last year. Yeah, yeah, both good players. Real good. And 100% no Brian May this season? No, he's out. Yeah. So a, few niggling, a few niggling injuries for um for Brian. Yeah. Round so. four for Bubs, round Dan Borrow. Mm. Oh, round, round two. Troy Gurthy, round two. Mm. I hope we can all get in to watch it. I'll be there. Up to 200, you're, you're, you're number one, I suppose, aren't you? Number one man around town. Late call up, got the late call up from the commission. Golden Mike, fill the void. Yeah, thought I'd help him out. So, fight show got binned. So, I'm in now. Looking forward to it on a serious note. Yeah, really, really looking forward to it. It's a wonderful concept, as you mentioned. And it's, I love it, it's really exciting because everywhere you go, that's what people are talking about this, this conversation. Who's going to nominate? Now we know who's nominated because it's obviously finalised. There you go. Kent Ramers is chiming in. Chris and Dan Wilson are playing. 
Oh, yeah, he's got, yeah, Chris, sorry, as well. He's still got, yeah, the, so you got the three. You got the three Wilson boys, yeah. <laughs> Just say, Steve. Oh, Kent's still got the lobster mask on. I like to And Chris Wilson, he's, he's good value too. I think he's down the point. He, he's, he's good value. Yeah. Come on, Mr. Commissioner, while you're I, tuning in, you, you'd I'll have a few smokies there. The Wilson's or is he not allowed man. to? He's a, he's a great fellow, the old man Wilson. Mm. Sat next to him one day at the TAB at the casino, and he, geez, he was getting stuck into the old Betfair account. He was laying a few in New Zealand and laying a few here there. He'd get along so, well with the, the man down the bottom, I tell you. He'd get along real well with him. Somewhere, I might just, we'll just hook up down there and not worry about playing and shoot off the other day. <laughs> champion bloke, champion old fella. Head down to the southern. Raptors and go sit in the sports club. <laughs> It'd be interesting. So all that, all the excitement of draft, we're going to know who falls where. Um, the commissioner might chime in and let me know this. How, how many did we end up? How many is in the pool? Well, I've got it here. 160 oh, yeah. odd. 160 he said, odd. He sent it through. He sent it through. 186. Here we go. Here's, here's, a, here's a trivia question there for you. Name the five sipples that are nominated. You want to go, Troy, or what? You have a crack at that? Ashley. He's the wow. oldest man in the comp. He's about 48, 47. His son, whatever his name is. Then you've got Mick Sipple, Jed Sipple, and Jed's young fella, Tom Sipple, who's a good player as well. So I know how close you went. Mm. You had four, and then someone who you just named someone's son. So Jared. Jared Sipple. There you go. That's all good five, players, so. too. They'll all get picked up. Five Sipples. Mm. How cool is that? Yeah, a good story. Yeah, Three so from one looking, family, two from the other. Looking forward to it. This will be uh, yeah, really intriguing. So so we know the order because it's obviously the reverse from the, the captain's draft. So the Valley Raptors have got the first pick. The Adekar Aztecs have the second pick. The someone else's have the third. Uh, be the Hip Pocket Rockets would have the third pick. We then go to Live Wide Lightning would be four. Um, the Robscan Knight Riders will be five, and then the final pick of the first round will be the Grammar Blazers. So that's the order that it'll go in there for the for the for the first round. So they're the names that you guys have thrown up that you think will fall in that um, in that position. Correct, Troy Morgan. Thank you. <laughs> so you've just nailed that, right? Last last thing I'll bring up in the shot clock. We talked a bit about it before and that. Um, the Bronx, Tavita Pangai Jr. sacked. Um, Anthony Seabold's uh, dealing with a family issue. Um, Matt Lodge has now broken his leg. Um, what's his name? Xavier, Xavier Coates. Coates. He's done his leg or something. Um, some blokes turned up at Red Hill on Thursday and dropped off his jersey at the front office, apparently. Signed jersey, just dropped it there and ran as if that wasn't immediate. <laughs> Did he burn it? That's what I mean. If you want to make a scene, you'd like. You'd, I thought, of course, he did it when the media was around, everything like that. So, um, I don't know what my question is, but I don't know. What do you what, see? If you're Seabold, does he coach the Broncos again this season? There you go. I'll just come up with a question on I'm mixing all that together. He's sitting two weeks out at the moment, this week and next week. So he's due back whenever that'll be. Will he? Will he get the opportunity to coach the Broncos again this season? Will we see him in whatever round that is in a couple of weeks' time? Will yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, I think I think he'll be back. Obviously, he's not going to be there next year, but um, 
I think he'll be back this season. Yeah. And there's no there's no chance. Unless no some chance. of those rumors are true. <laughs> there's oh, no chance. There's no chance he's there next year, is there? Like no, oh, no. none. Has to be. None. Absolutely yeah. none. Mate, I, was biggest, I was the biggest don't sack him. You put him on a deal, give him a chance, but I tell you what, if any if there's not even, if there's one tenth of a truth to the garbage that we've read this week in terms of the, the rumor mill. If there's one tenth of that is true, he's he'll never coach ever again. Hmm. And he's surely, surely he's got to fall on his sword and like there's no coming back from where he is. It's got to he exactly. for the for your own pride, you've just got to <clears throat> swallow it, put it on a table, mate. This is a circus. Fall on your sword and and walk away. Sort of thing, surely but, he can't. But, but, but would yeah. you do that if, if you know you're never going to get oh, I'd, I'd be finding the biggest rock and I'll be digging as far under it as I could get and not coming out if I was in his <laughs> as if you're going to walk away from a couple of million dollars when you're never going to get a coaching gig again. That's why he'd be just saying, Oh, well, you've employed me, sack yeah, me. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. I'd, I'd be doing that because I know that. I'd be trying to turn that two million or whatever he's going to get paid over the next four years or whatever it's going to be. Hey, yeah. Oh, that's that's his rest of his life. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. Again, if the again, as I said, the rumor mill and all the stuff to talk about. If 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 he's away for the reasons they say that he's away at the moment, I you know. The club obviously is granted him compassionate leave, which is which is a, a drastic measure in this particular instance. I don't think you can bullet him during that, you know, granted exit for a compassionate reason. So, yeah, I think he'll be back. But as we said, yeah, it's it, it's just going to play out ugly again. It's going to play out very similar to the Wayne Bennett will sack me or don't sack me. I'm staying. I'm going in two years' time. Then you'll sign him. You know, the way Wayne just played him off a break in the end, they had to sack him. So if Seabold's learned anything from following that saga, and he, as you said, he's, he's probably just got to stay the course and know, and, you know, know the inevitable's coming but not make it his call. So I was here to try and turn it around. But they've sent me packing. So that's it. Who, who's got the reins this week? Peter Gentle. Heard of him? Who? Peter Gentle. Heard of him? Gentle Giant. No. That's him. That's what they're talking about. That's the other thing they've said. Like, who's his assistants? That's why they sort of were saying he needs to bring in a Kevin Wallace or someone. They said he had some no-name assistants, and whether that's fair or not on – that's uh, <laughs> to be honest, the problems they got, I think, are well beyond who's who's got the old ass coach beside their name. I'll give you the red eye. <laughs> mm. Got a lot anyway, more dramas. Imagine, imagine if old, uh, imagine old uh, Gentle Hands gets him up this week and you can piss him home. Against Canberra, Canberra and Canberra are supposed to be at neg two. No chance. Mm. <laughs> yeah, probably right. Could be fifty. Well, you don't even know who Gentle is, mate. He could have the capabilities to get him up on the bus trip down. Couldn't go any worse. Mm. Legitimately, couldn't they? Couldn't go any worse. Honestly, it, it's it, like you, like you Good. said, you couldn't you couldn't make the question because you don't know what's coming next to the Broncos. Next thing. God only, you know, like from where it started this season, it looked a promising year. Yeah, it looked a real promising year for them in terms of young Ford pack, you know, young halves, all the rest of it, new coach. Finally found a halfback. And then to where they are now, like you couldn't have wrote this in a script. If you watch the movie, you'd say it's fiction. 
It's real. Mm. It's it's happening. Could be a movie one day, Joel. Mm. COVID. The demise NRL. of the mighty Brisbane Broncos, eh? COVID NRL season. The end, of, it's, it's, the end of Brisbane's NRL run. Demise of Brisbane and the year that the Ray and Parramatta lose the GF. He's a man who knows a little bit about leadership, Ian Rymers. Seabold said if he was not the right man for the job, he would walk. Who in their right mind could think, after all of the results on the field and off-field dramas, could think he is the right man? There you go. Mm. And I'll leave it at that. That's what I wonder if, wonder if Ian will walk if the uh, hip pocket rockets are 0-4. <laughs> <laughs> well, the great cabs. That, because the rumours around the great cabs. Never a truer word spoken. What he said there, that's right. Exactly. Well, I reckon we'll leave it at that. That that just beautifully sums up the shot clock there. That's 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 what should happen there. So um to our producer, I'm just gonna roll straight on through here, looking at the time and where we sit at the moment. So that's thanks to the Southern Hotel. That's a look at the uh the shot clock. So don't forget all the AFL NRL is on there uh this weekend. They've got the UFC on as well. And that twenty two dollar rump and schooner deal sounds pretty good to me. All right. Hogan's family jewelers. Rocks and uh, diamonds. I sort of know what's coming here, so I'm a bit concerned. So, rocks and diamonds. So, thanks to Hogan's family jewelers, Lockie Hogan and, and his team. So, all your jewelry needs, pop down and see those. So, if you prefer quality, Hogan's is the way to go. <laughs> Rock of the week. Um, oh, queasy with this. Joel, what have you got? Look, I know I spoke, and we spoke a lot about the Broncos earlier, but it's hard not to rock them for something. And when we're talking about uh, players deliberately going outside of the bubble and doing the wrong thing. James, you spoke about the Warriors. Look at what they've done for the competition and staying here, away from their family, away from their friends, mm. staying mm. in Australia. You know, you take your hat off. That, 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 that's continued the competition. And then you've got these blokes in Brisbane who are absolutely taking the piss and going for a counter and have a slap on the brickies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's chalking. I know, I know what you say, Troy. Look, oh, it's just having a feed at the pub. Yeah, but this is upholding the competition. That's ten of them. What happens if what happens if the NRL says right? Oh, they've got a self quarantine now. What happens to the Broncos? What happens to what? Where does the competition go? Well, it'll hurt a lot of teams for and against. Ridiculous. That's what I mean. So I mean, you know? like it's just well, what what happens? They just have to forfeit yeah. or and now, good point. It's, and then you, it's you selfish. And then you listen before Ben speaking about how Sam's going in the bubble. That's what, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's an 18-year-old kid. I'm sure there's, like, I'm sh- like what you said, Troy, I'm, I'm sure they're not alone in terms of people breaching it. But, you know what I mean? Like, that's a group of them. That's a, Like, it's not one or two of them. I'm sure there is one or two here and there. But they're so getting reprimanded. They get, is it? Why didn't they get stood down? They haven't. It hasn't come yet. The police... No, they've the police been cleared. No, not by the NRL, they haven't. What did they, mm. Why don't they just... Well, if anyone else broke the, bu- broke the bubble, they got stood down. They should just stand all 10 down. The, the, the police have cleared it. I think the the investigation in terms of, you know, the COVID safe planning and all the rest of it from the pub, that's what's been cleared. But the NRL haven't done – they haven't concluded their investigation yet. Yeah, so but anyone that, else that's broken protocol, they've just – they've banned them straight away. So why don't they just go and ban the 10 players? The NRL scared. Well, maybe that's what they well, – Because it's in happen, a different yeah. level of restrictions. So this, this is dating back to when it was whatever uh, – after they lost to the Sharks or something like that. Anyway, but I, the, the principle, the point you make, I get. Good. Mm. Broncos, rock of the week, rock of the they, – they're easy every week. Troy, who are you rocking? Joel, that's who I'm rocking. 
No, um, I'm going to rock the Greek freak. Oh, Giannis. Giannis, the Greek freak slash UFC fighter. Comes out, uh, came out yesterday and he's throwing the old Liverpool kiss. He's gone, gone the old headbutt, the Greek freak. He's just the, the old had a great fight, eyes. hasn't he? He's um he, he's copped his he's copped his one match ban, um but I think yeah he's he's just getting a little bit frustrated at the moment. The old Greek freak, old Giannis, and um, yeah, led with the head. So a few, a few struggling in the bubble with that. So yeah, yeah that'll be interesting to see how they go. Actually, the Bucks the way they're going yep. at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Mm, so. Few of them struggling. It's few few of them. Damian Lillard. Wow, have you seen some of his performances? Oh, Can't wow. shoot a free throw. 60, at 61 the other night at 22 on the fourth. They, anyway, mine mine is, um, I don't know who mine, mine is the uh, Sydney Opera House. <laughs> now, that might seem strange, obviously, but did you see what they've done apparently during the week, if you read the press or what's going on there? So it's been described as a cash grab. You know a lot of Sydney sporting clubs have the sales or some sort of you know emblem that, that obviously involves the sales of the Opera House, the Sydney Kings. Mm-hmm. Swans, there's a couple others here. Coming off the top of my head, the sick one of the uh, one of the big bash teams does as well. But anyway, so apparently the uh, the Opera House, like yeah, times are tough. We know that at the moment, obviously with COVID and all the rest of it, come out and basically slapped a um, you, if you want to use our logo our, or wow. use any sort of resemblance to the Opera House, it's um, fifty grand. Hmm. Is that ordinary, isn't it? Hey? That's ordinary, isn't it? Jeez, wouldn't they, like, kings would be within their right to flog them back and say, right, I will use your logo, but here's 200 grand for front advertising. Yeah. 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 So, but so anyway, so, but apparently there's, yeah, so the, the, the kings, as you speak of there, are set to be rebranded. So and the swan, there we go, swans, roosters, yeah. Sydney FC and sixes could all follow suit as well. So it's sort of been described as a bit of a, Desperate cash grab. Opera mm. house. No good. Rock. Righto, Steve, what have you? This one. Put a disclaimer on this as well, won't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably, if you've got a soft gullet, probably don't want to. But we've all been to the gym and we've, <laughs> we've all been to the gym and we've seen those blokes that try and lift more than they're actually capable of. And uh, Russian power lifter. I can't watch it. James, watch it. Kilograms. Here he goes. So he's, uh, he's set up there and he's got the government. I think it was this might have been a uh, look for at the powerlifting championship. Championship, big Alex. Comes to him. It's over. Oh. Big Alex, I think he got. I think he got one one white light and two reds on that lift. So, oh, I don't know what happened, but I can't. Oh, Big Alex, no. oh, I caught his. I caught his ACL idea. Yeah. Oh. See that Big Alex has got a few knee problems going from that. So, uh, Maybe flat out warning Whoever wants to go and squat four hundred kilos. Probably deserve something like that to happen to their knees. Like I know I threw about forty-five on the bar there the other day, and geez, I was screaming like that too. And nearly ended up in the same place. So I understand how it is. 
Alexander. I know he won't be trying it for a while, but anyway, he's going to be off of the week for that. Oh, God. He won't be walking anyway. for a while. God. Uh, do, anyway, let's get off that. Diamond of the week. Yeah, contraceptive operation oh. he had to um, stitch his legs back together. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I don't even know what it looks like. I just, yeah, I'm not watching it. So, no good for me. Joel, what do you got? Diamond of the week. Let's go. Good stuff. I've got um, Ajax Amsterdam's goalkeeper, Andre Onana. He's um, he, he's from Cameroon and um, obviously plays professional football or soccer in, um, in the Netherlands. And he has provided electricity to his mother's town of Monguim in Cameroon by funding an entire electric grid. Uh, previously, these guys have been using kerosene lamps, and uh, it's been his goal the whole time. He thought, if, if I ever make it as a professional athlete, I'm going to do this, and, and that's what he's done. So, old Andre Onana, the, the, the shot, the shot stopper from uh, Amsterdam, my, my dawn awesome. of the week. Yep, terrific, Troy. Uh, I'm going to go old. Um, oh, I forget his first name. Orbison, who plays for the Roosters. Mitch, Mitch. Roy, Mitchy rocked up 300. 300 games, I think it was last week, I think it was. Um, he's not, not the flashiest player, but he's, he's been Mr. Fix-It for, for the Roosters for probably the last oh, four or five years. You, you know, I think he played the centers the other night. He plays back row. You, um, he can just he can play wherever you want. So um, he's probably not in their, in their 17 when they've got their best team on the paddock. But with the injuries, Dad, he's, he's still chugging along, old Orbison and... He's uh, as good as seeing him bring up his surrounded the other night. He's been, been a very good player. Scored a try, no, too. Yeah, he got one on. Yeah, he got one on his on his big big night. So, congratulations, surrounded games. Then what about thirty odd players that have done it? Did you see yeah, previously yeah. to that all the milestones he's ever played and he's lost them? That's oh the really? Yeah, first time he's ever won on a milestone game. Yeah. Oh, well, traditions there to be broken, Steve. Shine bright like a diamond for Hogan's. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, like, I don't know who the rock is, but actually the Queensland government and Queensland sport, like, Queensland weren't flying at the moment in regards to this COVID. There'd be a lot of sports uh, in a world ahead. I think the netballs shifted their whole season up around the sunny coast based out of there. Um, looks like we're on track for a red-hot chance of getting the AFL grand final and, and a lot of back-end games there. And... Jeez, without that, I suppose some of these codes, I'll just read them too. The NBL's looking at um, bailing out the Melbourne teams and getting them up and, and getting them into Queensland so that season yeah. can go there too. So, like... Toowoomba. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the, the Queensland sport really, uh, I don't know, in trying times, um, creating a bit, of a bit of a platform. Who's that bird? <laughs> hey, That's she loose. just wants to flash off her big rock. Yeah, the Queensland government and that, and they've done a really good job of managing what they've obviously had to do to be able to make it possible. But um, mm. yeah, it'd be a shame, as like Giles said there, for blokes to go out like and, and do something and then ruin it. And it's not even really ruin it for that. Like it could it could ruin all sorts of codes as well. It's much bigger than yeah, the NRL. Exactly. So, but the way it's been handled and the opportunities, and I, it's going to be massive for these sort of places. I know there's a couple of. Um, a couple of AFL teams going up to Cairns, I think, based themselves yep. out of there, sort of being yep. GWS and so on. So, like, that's massive for those sort of communities too to be able to get that exposure to these levels that they don't really get a a um, 
a, a mm. front view of really. So um, exactly, pretty good because stuff. Such, yeah, because we're such a big show and have such a big following as well. So we can put the call out there to the NBL Toowoomba. Send us, send us the Breakers mm. or United or Phoenix yeah. or somebody. We can host them. Um, host them up here. So. Um, no reason why we can't. So they've, if the season goes ahead, which we obviously will hope to do, but it's a good point you make, Steve, with Queensland and sports. So everything that's been able to happen, like Queensland's now the the well, basically is the heartbeat of sport in this country. So even you look at the Horn Zoo fight. I know this was done yeah. pre-COVID, but if it wasn't in Queensland, it would have been. Mm. Yeah, you know, like sure. They went to Perth or or Matt Perth might have been. If we went to Sydney or Melbourne or something, it wouldn't have been on at all. They would have been. Coming to the Queens, coming to Queens, and said, "Oh, how about it?" So, you know, so the fact that that's on up there in Townsville, actually, two weeks yesterday. So, yeah, and then the, all the footy, as you mentioned, basketball, all those sorts of things that are happening there. So, yeah, Queensland is doing some um, some great. Yeah, Dev, you want me to bring some of the games codes to Toowoomba. Got the facilities. Yeah, so the Chamber of Commerce can get on board with that. There you go. So, some of you guys start tomorrow. Go to the NBL, Debs. Go to Todd. He should have plenty of money. His horse won. Wednesday, Peggy Celine. So, say so go to the NBL. Anyway, that's another story for another day. So they, but yeah, good opportunity for us to seriously have one up here. So let's see what happens in. See what happens in that space. What do we have to? Oh, but my diamond. Sorry, yeah, we talked about the bubble. We talked about um, teams, obviously, that are away from families and things like that. In the NBA, one team that's going enormous in the bubble is the Phoenix Suns. So the only team that is undefeated since they've been in the bubble. So away from their families, we've talked about all the sacrifices. I know. They make billions of dollars um, and all the rest of it, so it's well worth their while being in the bubble, but still you can't put any price, I suppose, on being away from family and, and everything that they are. The Phoenix Suns in a really nice touch. I don't know if we've got video of this or not. So they are surprised their starting five with their player introductions. They um, they went and sought videos from their, their family members to introduce them onto the court. So And you can just sort of see the look on their face when they were... Were, um, were introduced, I think it's a, yeah, so I thought what a really a good way, I suppose, to try and bring their families to them when they're obviously spending that time away from them. So if uh, maybe we don't have it coming up, but if you ever look at it, have a look at Phoenix Suns, just Google something like that, Phoenix, Phoenix Suns um, introductions in the bubble from their family. So you'll see DeAndre Atron, I think it's obviously his daughter. Um, you see Ricky Rubio has got some people from his family from Spain that uh, that introduced him. So, so yes, yeah, so I thought what a great initiative from the uh, the Phoenix Suns. So whilst in the bubble to, to have something like that as their uh, to yeah as a good lift to their players and certainly it's working for them at the moment. They're going. Can they make the age? No, no. Basically, oh, basically it comes down to now. What I was reading today, Portland plays somebody. Next. Nets, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, if they win, they're in. They've yeah. got the eighth seed. So I don't think the Lakers would be real keen to play Portland either, just quietly in the first round, 1v8. Not saying that Portland will beat them, but they're probably not the sort of team you want to put mm. with their guards. They're, Lillard will give them. White hot, yeah. Lillard will give them. Lillard and McCollum and those guys. And then Mellow's playing pretty good ball. They'll, particularly Lillard, obviously, he'll cause all sorts of nightmares for the Lakers backcourt, <laughs> no two ways about that. So, yeah, but no, the, so the Suns, even they've gone on a run, I think they'll, they'll just miss out. So all those teams that sit just behind them. So, but it's it's basically, it's the Trailblazers' position to lose from now. And I think even if they lose, it's they'll come down to different percentages. That They're the most likely eight, anyway, going yeah. to, what they call it, the play-in. So, yeah, Phoenix Suns, they get my uh, diamond of the week. 
Righto, what do we got um, in terms of winners? Did Kendall Jenner introduce D Book? <laughs> See that? Yeah. So Devin was Devin had some advice for her as well. So there you go. Hogan's Family Jewelers, that's our rocks and diamonds of the week. For Hogan's Family Jewelers, can we find a winner to avoid a few diamonds? Yeah. Got? got you on. Let's go. Yep. Eagle Farm, race seven, number one, Snitch, Tony Gollan. Ryan Maloney, this combination's been dead set low flying too of late. Oh, Maloney for Gollan. Uh, first up, it goes ordinary first up, but I think <laughs> this will be wound up. I think you won a trial. <laughs> was, um, you're, selling, you, you're selling the story yeah, well. Mate, I, was, I thought this was a good thing, and then I looked at the first up record for five starts, and it's only ever won, it's only ever run second once, and that's, that's, that's its first up record. So... Uh, but I saw it's four dollars into three sixty. So with the smoke, there's fire, and uh, yeah, like I said, won its last two in the last prep, thousand and thirteen hundred, and then it's had a trial and it's sharpened up, ready to go. And obviously, Team Tony think there's something that to be had. They jumped in and got the early price. So good enough for me. Race seven, number one, Snitch. Sweet, right on. Um, who's next? Who's got one? Troy. You had a winner. Yeah, I'm, I'll stick with um, the farm as well. And I'll stick with the Golan camp as well. So we're going race nine, number 11. How wonderful life is. Four, eight, you walk Yeah, could ask him about it. Should have, yeah. eh? So, yeah, he's got a bad record at the track. Three for a win and a place. And distance five for two and a place. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with Golan as well. 480. How wonderful life is. Stephen? Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go um, Sydney, actually. I'm going to go from Brisbane. Race five, stick with the Aussie Bloodstocks, though, in the, the fifth, the Premier's Cup prelude. Attention run was massive first up, just absolutely melted mm. them at a good price and then a uh, bit flat second up. But um, wet track handles that to get through at um, 1,800. Look for it to uh, get out wide and run over the top late. Four bucks twenty. Chris Lee's has been on fire. The Australian Bloodstock boys have been on fire, actually. So you can do worse than follow a stable like that, and we'll uh, we'll see yeah. run. Right, I'm going to Melbourne. It's been a happy hunting ground for me in the last few weeks, so we'll we'll stick with what's working. This is keen on this. This is, I haven't been this keen in you know a couple of hours on something. So um, PB Lawrence race eight. Been a good horse to me this one. Number three, Streets of Avalon. This is its go, 1,400 metres, Caulfield, and it's up against Regal Power, need further. Kings will dream first up, needs further. Cape of Good Hope, same deal. Cascadian, yeah, it could, be, it could go all right, but it's yeah, probably needs further. This thing's wound up, ready to go, as I said. It's one at Group 1 level around here. And as I said, it just Mystic Journeys, I need further. Arcadia Queen's going to need further. Aristia's going to need further. So it's all these, it's the old story again. You're not, you know, this is, this is, this, you just make money doing this. So there's a few of them here that aren't there necessarily that are best suited to win. There's a lot better horses in the race than Streets of Avalon. I'll give you the red hot. But at 1,400 metres, this time of the preparation around Caulfield, $8.50, you know, particularly if you like playing on an each way basis. I just don't think you can do your money. So, Benny, Benny Mellon went board too. Well, so it goes oh, good second up. No, probably doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> it goes as good as a snitch. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no worry about that. When's, when's it been second up at somewhere like uh, Caulfield? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll turn that rhetoric around. It's had um, seventeen goes at the track for four wins. That's not that good either. But anyway, it'll 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 be there or thereabouts. 
It'll be no, in front track, for a long way. The, the track and distance is the one we want, boys. Nine goes the track and distance. Four wins, two seconds, yeah, one see? third. Okay. So there you go. Said Caulfield, Caulfield, fourteen hundred meters rolling along out in front with a lot of these ones. As I said, where they'll be, uh, I said bigger fish to fry. But um, yeah, and Benny Mellon, Benny Mellon on his back. Yeah, he can deliver a peach. Hopefully, he's backed it, so that'll help us. So, <laughs> how's he still riding? But anyway, still flying, but yeah, going enormous. Can ride, king of the peach, righto. A um, couple of things, guys, this weekend. Obviously, the uh, Charles Seabee might remind the Mountaineers play. Actually, more importantly, midweek, the Saints semi pros rattle off three in a row. Never in Top doubt. Table, what? I doubt it. On, on our way. On our way. Yeah. Yeah. We sort of do on the reverse Broncos. We lost our first two, never been beaten since. So it's our bubble, um, mate. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. COVID bubble sort of really yeah. done wonders for us. So. Yeah, the Saints semi-pro's flying. Cause I, sorry, I knew there's a lot of people waiting on the show to hear about that, so drop that in there. But the Mountaineers play QSL this weekend. Steve, do you know? I'm sure. Well, I'll play yeah, this week. Yeah, round yeah, two. I'm, I'm away and um, no idea. Good help. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're a good show. We're all about local information. Well researched. DDBBL will know who is where with the teams, so that's really important as well. So all the best with that. Good luck. Troy and Steve, by the time this goes to air on Saturday morning, you'll be a member of a team. We might be in the same team. Who knows? Package deal. Hopefully. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So hopefully. I I, I, I won't be coming out there for six hours to watch you both. Anyway, that's for sure. I'll just pick my (laughs) favourite. Yeah, pick your favourite child. Yeah. We'll wait till they play each other. So. Yeah, so that, that couple of things that are happening there across this uh, this weekend. So if you can, junior sports back, as we mentioned, so a lot of the other um, footy codes, so the local rugby, the, the local Aussie rules, uh, local soccer, get out and support some um, some local sport. It's great to have uh, plenty out there and happening. Anything else, boys? You've gone way over time. Anything else? Anyone, anyone no, add anything? No, we're done. We're all good. Thanks for joining us on the Semi Pros. It's always great to have your company. Have a fantastic week. Get out and support some local sport. If you want to go and watch some sport, drop in and see the team at the Southern Hotel, so the big UFCs on this weekend. So get out and support some local sport. Thanks for joining us on the Semi Pros. We'll see you next week. Just just about to do, mate. Uh, Surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, you're the stole.